Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Chapter 9, uh, officially putting in at verse 4 through 9. I might start just a little, um, um, a bit above <clears throat> that, just to set our perspective. Uh, but this is a, um, a really amazing little section of Scripture because we're comparing two kings here. Um, we're comparing one of the greatest military generals of all time, Alexander the Great, and then we're comparing the king of kings, Jesus Christ. And uh, we see one king with a lot of um, destructive activity and versus the other king with salvation. One king was mighty as a warrior. The other king was humble. They were both young. Um and uh, McGee says they both died around age 33. Alexander, uh, in a drunken stupor after a night of carousing, um, Jesus as a sacrifice for all of our sins. So let's put in, just for perspective, verse 1, chapter 9, the oracle of the word of the Lord is against the hand of Hadrach. This is Syria. And uh, and Damascus, it's uh, is its resting place. Okay, so this is a prophecy. For the Lord has an eye on mankind and on all the tribes of Israel, and on Hamath also, which borders on it, Tyre and Sidon. Though they are very wise, Tyre has built herself a rampart and heaped up silver like dust and fine gold like the mud of the streets. In other words, Tyre was considered to be impenetrable. But when Alexander the Great got there, he actually stayed there and built this earthen rampway out to the city of Tyre so he could go in and destroy it too. And he destroyed all of these cities. Verse 4, But behold, the Lord will strip her of her possessions and strike down her power on the sea, and she shall be devoured by fire. This is what Alexander is going to do. He strips her of all her possessions, strikes down her power, and burns the city. Verse 5, Ashkelon 
shall see it and be afraid. Gaza too, and shall um, wither in anguish. Ekron also, because its hopes are confounded. All these cities down on the Gaza Strip, all these cities um, of the Philistines, God's going to punish them too. The king shall perish from Gaza. Ashkeron shall be uninhabited. And it still is today. Where the where the people live down the coast, it's still uninhabited. A mixed people shall dwell in Ashdod. This is where the I think the Palestinians dwell today. So it's kind of still a mixed people, even still fulfilling God's prophecy. And I will cut off the pride of Philistia. I will take away its blood from its mouth and its abominations from between its teeth. God's going to bring all these cities down. It too shall be a remnant for our God. It shall be like a clan in Judah. And Elkron shall be like the Jezebites. So all these cities, he's saying, are going to bring down in judgment or they're just never going to be the same. Verse 8, then I will encamp at my house as a guard so that none shall march to and fro. So Alexander never did come into Jerusalem, interestingly enough. And uh, some say when he stopped there and he, um, McGee says there's, you know, stories that when he came through, um, one of the priests came out or one of the prophets came out and shared this verse these scriptures with him and and possibly also the book of Daniel. And he was so intrigued um, that he, his campaign had prophecy that he stopped and worshiped in Jerusalem, but he did not invade it. And he did not destroy the house that the people were rebuilding. And this would be, um, McGee again points out it would be reassuring to the people who were, again, at this time, rebuilding the temple. Like, yeah, you can rebuild it because I'm going to protect it. For now, I see with my own eyes. Okay, so again, Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon has already come in and burnt the city and ransacked the city. This generation is, after those 70 years of the exile, they're back. They're trying to rebuild Jerusalem. They're trying to rebuild the temple. And um, they're saying, you know, you know, probably in the back of their minds, is anybody else going to come in and burn it again? God's saying, nope, it's not going to happen. Okay, so now we come to verse 9. This is our last verse. And McGee says this is probably one of the most famous in all Scripture. And um, it's quoted in Matthew 21.5 and John 12.15. We'll get into that a little bit more next week. But it's now the prophecy turns to a different king. As opposed to Alexander 
Now it's turning into Jesus, King of Kings. Verse 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. So he's saying, you know, O daughter, you know, he's saying like, A future generation. Rejoice and shout. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he. Humble and mounted on a donkey. On a colt. The foal of a donkey. Can you imagine how many times... Throughout the history, people have read that and have said, a king is coming. A king is coming to us. And they were looking forward to that king, that Messiah king, Savior king. And, you know, Jesus came in riding on a donkey and um, bringing the gospel message, which is righteousness and salvation. So the people were sort of naturally thinking this king would be coming in as a, as a warrior, you know, to save them, you know, as a military person. But Jesus was coming in as a king that would save them spiritually. So we'll stop here, and then we'll get into this verse more Monday as we continue our study through such an amazing book of Zechariah. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Can't wait to hear what you've got to say today. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.